Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another episode. We are in episode 67 and I am uh, in season two and this I'm calling Bringing Students Back Part Two. I didn't feel like we did that enough justice with that the first time around. And we started talking about uh, an article which I pulled back out that came out in February in our uh, local paper and talked about more students failing during the pandemic and uh, how many students are failing two or more courses at that fall semester and it was pretty high and the surrounding area I think I told you the surrounding area um, it showed that our largest district was about 34 percent and then the surrounding area was uh, 32.7 percent 32.7 percent 32.6 32.2 28.4 26.5 percent 26 percent 19 percent 17.4 percent so a lot of the even the suburban districts around us are in the almost in the 30s uh, percent of uh, students failing uh, courses and that was kind of the highlight of the topic because I was talking about the things that need to be done and how we can help those students and what we can do um, to make sure that those students are succeeding and catching up on courses and to start brainstorming as a staff and as districts and start coming up with ways for them to recover uh, credits and to recover material and giving more opportunities for those students. And we also talked a little bit about salaries and one of the things you can do with students, of course, is to reframe um, uh, issues and concerns. And I'm always big on that, especially with positive behavior intervention supports, is reframing things in a way that students can understand and then getting them to realize the importance of an education and what an education can actually do for them and remember, we had talked a little bit about, I had mentioned some of the different data on uh, different salaries and it varies, but I pulled some of it again just so I could give you some actual numbers because uh, on an annual basis, a bachelor's degree holder earns, uh, I found one uh, study that said about 32000 more than somebody who has a high school diploma. And on average, it's usually about 25000 so in that range, twenty-five to thirty-two thousand, and then I pulled up the Bureau of Labor Statistics and looked at uh, what they consider high school diploma, and they said it was about uh, thirty-eight thousand seven hundred ninety-two, and I think this was twenty twenty data, so it's probably changed a little bit by now, uh, but you can still see a trend as we were saying that the importance of an education can increase a student's earning power, and to them. That means uh, a lot of things. Like I usually tell the kids that it, you know, it means that you can buy the things that you want to buy. You can live in the kind of house that you want to live in. You can afford the car that you want to afford. You can live a lifestyle that you um, are wanting to live, whatever that may be. But I mean, all those are things that come through work and come through education. And and that uh, Bureau of Labor Stats they show a high school diploma, like I said, at thirty eight point seven. Uh, 92 associate degree was about 46,124 a bachelor degree was 64,896 and a master's degree goes up to 77,844 and then it continues on up uh, with your degrees and then levels out a little bit with professional and uh, doctorate but you can see the earning power increases as you increase your education even uh, finishing college and 
not necessarily using your exact degree in the area that you need to use it in, you can still increase your salary and increase your earning power. And that's important for students to realize as they uh, wonder about finishing school and earning credits through high school and completing high school and thinking about colleges and moving forward. So a lot of the things that they need to think about. And one of the things we didn't mention last time was uh, one of the big things you can do is mentor students. And there's some great mentoring programs out there, uh, Midlands Mentoring Partnerships and uh, Teammates and uh, other partnering, uh, mentoring programs in other areas. And many companies uh, let people mentor. They let people off to mentor. If you're a company or a business that allows that, that's an excellent practice for you to give back to the community and to allow your employees to give time during the week to go work with uh, students that kind of becomes a, a check-in for them. That can kind of give them a sound off and um, some connections to somebody that's in either a professional workforce or already in the career um, that they may have an interest in or just in a career. So, I mean, mentoring can and be a big factor in helping students succeed. And now with uh, many students on the line with trying to complete uh, coursework and to recover credits, it's a great time, not just for those students that needed it before, but even more students now. And that's always been a problem is we don't have enough mentors. And how could you do this as a school? Um, you could rally your staff and you could have them work with students that they already have relationships with. You could uh, select students that you know are kind of on the edge that need even more help uh, due to uh, the pandemic and haven't responded well to the remote learning. It's almost like doing check-ins and check-outs like you would under positive behavior intervention supports, but it's a good way to keep them going academically too. And you can do it more informally as a staff if you choose. You could do it more formally, but uh, building those uh, partnerships and those those uh, mentors within your own building is a great way to work with your students. And many already do that. I know so many teachers and so many buildings that already just naturally mentor kids on the side and check in with their students and uh, kids that are in their classes, they check in with, and they're already doing a lot of what I'm saying and they're helping them. And my hat's off to those teachers that are doing that routinely every day and do it every year, whether um, we have a pandemic or whether we have students, it's just students falling behind. Uh, they want to see their students succeed and that's something they can do for sure. And as a staff, I think it's important that you continue to brainstorm and come up with uh, strategies for coaching students and for developing classes, for developing uh, summer school programs and pickup courses and recovery courses and ways to recover credits and ways to even provide emotional support and stability for the students right now so they can get some of these things uh, done and take some of the worries away and so they can move forward and start figuring out what they want to do and help them succeed and develop um, into a career path for sure. Um, that's something we want to do and we're hoping that you want to do. And some of the things that were in that article, I'm going to jump back to that a little bit. Hopefully I can do this without wrestling the paper too much for you. Uh, but there were some good things in here. Uh, they said overall the state found that Nebraska students who took the test uh, while affected by COVID-19 uh, disruptions held their own or did did a little better than the nation, both in reading and math. And they were referring to our MAP growth scores. Uh, so they did a little bit better in uh, math and reading. And of course, those were the main concern, concerned uh, 
areas areas of concern and uh, and there were some good pieces in the article too uh, they talk about the way students achieve mastery in reading is to practice and build stamina and uh, there were some good uh, remarks by uh, professionals in our area and one of the superintendents of uh, Miller Public Schools uh, Jim Sefton uh, Sutfin uh, said, we've said this all along, that there is nothing that can replace the classroom teacher being in front of the kids. And that's why we've worked so hard to stay open and keep school open, because we know that they perform better when they come to school every day. And that's something the research is definitely showing, that when the students are there, they do much better than if they were on remote. And that gets to be uh, another story when you were talking about Wi-Fi and people within the house and distractions within the house and uh, parents working or trying to work and it's just a different dynamic and students needing extra assistance and special needs students and there are just so many factors that have affected learning right now and are not assisting our students in doing the best that they can do. So I, I am glad to know that a lot of the students are back in the buildings right now and uh, we are getting back to 100% learning and that seems to be increasing and seems to be increasing as the vaccinations are coming out. And right now it's still about giving students chances, giving them opportunities, giving them the, a chance to recover learning and recover credits and move forward and graduate. So hopefully as a school, you're thinking of ways that you can help your students, you're brainstorming what you can do. And as I stated the last episode, it's not just about the high schools. It's not the point uh, where a lot of them need help right now, it's also the point of the students that may have fallen behind because of the pandemic as they start to get into the upper grades and start to move forward through the lower grades. Uh, moving forward, they are going to need more assistance as well to make sure that they're staying ahead and able to move forward like the rest of them. So continue to think about ways to help our students um, come back as we get back into a uh, regular school year hopefully in the fall but right now that's a big concern see what you can do this summer to help students and to increase that learning curve and I want to uh, end with a quote tonight and I think next time we're going to get back to some leadership and get back to some of the great stuff I've been reading about principles and uh, some of the areas that we usually focus on and we'll get back into that um, through some of the after that Wallace study, there's been a lot of stuff coming out now. ASCD had a great uh, whole issue dedicated to the principal. So there's some really good stuff and some good uh, ideas for discussion and some things I think we can, can dis discuss. So continue to get vaccinated. Continue to stay safe, even if you are vaccinated. Continue to do what you can to help students. And I always like to end with a quote. And my quote tonight is... To me, leadership is about encouraging people. It's about stimulating them. It's about enabling them to achieve what they can achieve and to do that with a purpose. And that was Christine Lagarde. And as always, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com.